it is hard for me to believe that we have come to the end of our sermon series on Psalms. We started five weeks ago, and we finish up reading this week. The reading is in your, your bulletin if you want to be reading with us, finishing up. But today's psalm is called the Super Psalm. And the reason it's that, one of my friends, uh, Dennis Gonzalez, uh, he reads through the psalms, and he gives each one a title. And we were at breakfast last week, and he said, oh, I called this one the Super Psalm. And I said, well, Dennis, why do you call it the Super Psalm? He says, because everybody knows this one. Everybody, isn't that not the truth? Even non-Christians have heard, the Lord is my shepherd. When you go to a funeral, very often in the little piece of paper that you get that gives the vital information, Psalm 23 will be there, the shepherd's psalm. It is the super psalm. It's the one that everybody knows. So we close out our sermon series looking at this super psalm. Psalm 23, I memorized it because I'm so old that the only book we really read was King James. And so uh, how many remember those days? A few of us. Yes, there used to be a time when good evangelicals only read the King James, and uh, especially if you were Baptist or Pentecostal. So, uh, but we're going to read it together. And okay, this is the last time you have to stand until we receive the offering. Okay, so let's stand together. Psalm 23, this is the good King James Version. If you can't stand physically, don't worry about it. Here we go. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside still waters. He restoreth my soul. Amen. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Let's pray. Father, we humbly ask that your Holy Spirit would come now and open our ears to hear and our minds to understand. Please breathe life into the scriptures as your servant brings forth the word. And as a result, breathe life into us so that we can leave here this morning having received your grace and being empowered to go out and touch our world with the love of Jesus Christ. It's in his name we pray and God's people said. All right, yes, you may sit down now and you don't have to stand up for a while. Unless I change my mind. No, 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 no. Okay. Um... Here's a video for you. Hopefully with some sound. Okay, just a moment. We practiced this before church when we had sound.
light of eternity, what does it matter? There's four of them. They're really good. The cord's plugged in, right? Okay. Can't get it? We can't get it. It's okay, Brother Juan. If we can't do it, we can't do it. Up in that corner, it says sound. Or volume. Don't you wish you could read lips right now? Okay, let's let it go. Let's let it go. So, a lot of these things that are in the video, I will try to explain to you myself. On your notes, number one, the Lord is my shepherd. Jehovah Rohi, R-O-H-I. Do you remember two weeks ago when we were studying? Two weeks ago when we were studying about the names of God and our text was those who know your name will trust in you from Psalm 9, verse 10. And we learned that when you read in the Old Testament, capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D, that means the, the, the name of God, Jehovah or Yahweh, I am that I am. And it is used very often in conjunction, and it was God revealing himself as the I am that I am, the one who is eternally self-existent in himself, the all-powerful one. And then throughout scripture, when God would reveal himself anew and afresh in a, in a different way, he would add another Hebrew word to it. This time, we have that capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D, the Lord, our shepherd. And the Hebrew word would have been rohi. Okay, we'll go back. Let's see if it works now. All right, here we go. gives us a picture of a tangible God. It shows us a God that is real. And we want to know, what does that look like? What does that look like in our life? So you go to number two, the 1B on your life. I have what I need. 
I have what I need. And on your notes, you'll see the name, another covenant name of God, which many of us kind of know, Jehovah Jireh. It comes from Genesis chapter 22, when God revealed himself as the Lord who would provide because God had tested Abraham and he wanted him to offer up his son Isaac as a sacrifice. And at the last minute, the angel of the Lord spoke to, to Abraham and said, stop. And the Lord had provided a ram who was caught in the thicket. And so Abraham, there was provision that was seen and God revealed himself as the God who provides. And on your notes, I have what I need. Jehovah Jireh, the Lord will provide. Our shepherd provides for our every need. Jehovah Jireh, our shepherd provides for our every need. Two quick verses to affirm this. One that we read this week, those of us who are reading through the Psalms, and it's not one we usually associate with this verse, but it's Psalm 55, verse 22a, where he says, cast your cares, let's see, yes, cast your care on the Lord, your burden on the Lord, and he will care for you. Cast your burden on the Lord, and he will care for you. Jehovah Rohi, your shepherd, is Jehovah Jireh, who will provide for you. And I say to you this morning, he invites you to cast whatever your cares are upon him this morning. What do you need from the Lord your shepherd? What do you need from the one who says you will have everything you need? Is it emotional? Is it relational? Is it in your career? Is it decision making? Is it physical? Cast your, you came to the right place. Second Union Church, grace happens here. You came to the right place because God is here. Where two or three people gather in his name, he is present. We're nothing that special. It happens anywhere where people get together. God is here and he would love to provide for you what you need. If you will cast your cares on him. Jesus said these words in Matthew chapter 7 verse 11. If you, though you're evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? How much more will Jehovah Rohi, who the Lord my shepherd, Jehovah Jireh, he provides for what I need, give what you, ask, what you need if you ask him. A few weeks ago, we also learned this acrostic for grace, God's riches at Christ's expense. I truly believe, you know, sometimes there's all these notes and we're going to get to the Hebrew stuff here in a minute with the head knowledge. But the most important thing I wish you could hear this morning is that God would love to provide your need this morning. What aspect of his grace do you need today? He says right there, because the Lord is my shepherd, I have what I need. Because the Lord is my shepherd, I have what I need. Our shepherd provides every need. Let's hope the next video works better. This is a tough crop growing in the desert. See, what happens is, at night, long hair from the Mediterranean blows across the desert. When that warm, humid air hits the side of the hill, the side of a rock, tough and grass like this will pop up overnight. Now, in this sort of green pasture, the sheep has just enough for one mountain. Then, the sheep has to look to its shepherd to say, where's the next mountain? 
at it that way and I always pictured I'd be honest until this week I always pictured he leads me in green pastures as like those beautiful green pastures and then I find out in Israel it's that's not really how they see it at all and, and so for me that was very interesting the, the teacher on the video said it so well when when David was shepherding it wasn't the luscious green pastures that our Western minds think of the green grass grew up sometimes overnight but often there was only enough for that one bite and then the shepherd would lead them on to another area. And on your notes, our shepherd is calling us to be dependent on him. Our shepherd is calling us to be dependent upon him. A wonderful pattern prayer that Jesus gave us that we know is the Lord's prayer that we prayed earlier this morning in our service. There's a part where it says, give us this day our daily bread. We learned a few weeks ago when we were studying that the only way you receive any aspect of God's grace is through humility, is through humbling ourselves. And we read these verses. God resists the proud but gives grace, God's riches at Christ's expense, any good gift, grace to the humble. So humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God. And that's what, when we, and it says there on your notes, we need to rely on him every minute of every hour of every day. That's a form of humbling ourselves. When we say, God, I can't do this. I cannot do this. I need your help today. Give me this day, the strength that I need for today. If you're battling with some kind of addictive behavior, take it one day at a time, and you ask for the daily strength to get through that, to get through what you're struggling with. We need to rely on him every minute of every hour of every day. And I even wrote it into a prayer. So we're going to like read, say this prayer together right there on the bottom of the screen. One, two. Holy Spirit, remind me and help me to rely on Jesus every minute of every hour of every day. Again. Holy Spirit, remind me and help me to rely on Jesus every minute of every hour of every day. The Lord is our shepherd, Jehovah-Rohi. He will 
he will provide for us. He's Jehovah Jireh, but he asks that we be dependent upon him. Next in your notes, he renews my life. He restores my soul. Can I say this? I realize there are some people who don't like sermon notes, okay? If you don't like sermon notes, this is where you just listen. But there are other people that's like, yeah, pastor, give me the original language and what it means. Well, if you like that, then this part's for you. And I never knew that, well, I may have known it in college for some test, but I had totally forgotten it. But on your notes, when it says, he renews my life, he restores my soul. When the, the Jewish person would read this psalm written in Hebrew, there's a thing that's called a polel, stem. The nearest thing would, that we would have in, in English would be like a little apostrophe or that, the thing that goes over the enye, you know, the, uh, just a little mark. But when you would add on your notes, the Hebrew verb has a polel stem emphasizing intense action. Here's why that becomes important. We read it and it says, he restores my soul. The Jewish mind reads it and it says, he intensely, he's really into it. He restores my soul. It would be the difference by saying, I ate my dinner. I dined today. But then if you put this little polel thing, it's like, I was starved. And I took that thing down and I ate the whole thing. And it was great. So us, when we just read it in English, we just say, oh, he restores my soul. But the Jewish reader would have seen that little polel stem and he would have known it was intensely that the lord was intense that he was really trying and working to restore our soul and then on top of that in the hebrew it, it is also in what we would call in english imperfect tense which indicates on your notes ongoing continuous action the lord has restored my soul the lord is restoring my soul until he takes me home, the Lord will continue to restore my soul. And he will do it with intensity. He, he is, he's <clears throat> on this. And one more. The root, what does the word mean? We say it comes to us in renew or restore. Let me tell you what it means. I think this is all on your notes, right? Uh, yes. The root of the verb means to turn back. To recover, to refresh, to relieve, to rescue, to restore, to fetch home again. On your notes, God is the one who is continually, with intensity, turning you back to himself. He is restoring and refreshing you. But he's doing it with intensity. This is important to God. And, and, and it's not just like, oh, he restores my soul. He restores your soul. He brings you back to himself. He, he what are some of those words? He rescues you. He fetches you home. He refreshes you. If you are here this morning and you feel like, he longs, he longs intensely to refresh you. I know, I've probably said it five times already this morning. Second Union Church, grace happens here. But I hope you know, I hope you know that you cannot out-sin God. 
His grace is greater. He will never divorce you. You may walk away from him. Let's be honest. Some of us have been there. You may walk away from him and have some times where you take some hmm, off to the side where maybe you shouldn't go. But he is the one who is continually pursuing you and intensely desiring to draw you back unto himself. God is the one, I'll say it again on your notes, who is continually with intensity turning you back to himself, restoring and refreshing you. Amen? Let's see the next video. The Hebrew word for pardon is the same as the word used to describe someone walking around in circles. Now, when a shepherd needs to get their sheep down from a hill in the desert, they can't just let the sheep run straight down the road. They'll get injured from the hill. It's so steep. So instead, they lead the sheep around them in circles. Over the years, the sheep have won these paths on the side of most hills. This is what the Bible is referring to when it speaks of paths of righteousness. This is how the shepherd of Psalm 23 gets the sheep safely down the He said it so well there in the video. The Hebrew word for paths on your notes describes someone walking around in circles. We would probably call them switchbacks. If you've ever been to the Grand Canyon and you've hiked the Grand Canyon, we would call them switchbacks. The shepherd can't bring the sheep straight down. He has to take them this way and that way so that they will safely get down to the bottom. And on your notes, I like, I like this, on your notes, often... Let's be honest. Is this not the truth in our lives? Often there are many paths. There are many choices. And it's hard to know the right way to go. Your shepherd will lead you in the right path. You're on the authority of the word of God. Jehovah Rohi, the Lord your shepherd, will lead you on the right path. Ask him. Ask him. It's so true in our lives today. I've told you before, probably the first verse I learned, memorized, when I was a teenager from the Living Bible, which was very popular back then, was Psalm 37, 24. But probably the second verse I memorized was James 1, 5. And it says this from the Living Bible. If you want to know what God wants you to do, ask him. He will gladly tell you, for he's always ready to give a bountiful supply of wisdom to all who ask him. He will not resent it. And, and I don't know. I really don't know. But if you are here and you've got to make some decisions in your life, career decisions, moving decisions, uh, job decisions, I don't know what they would be. There are, there are, and you might have several options. And they may be good options. It's not like one's evil and one's good. There may be several good options. Ask him. He will lead you in the right path. If you want to know what God wants you to do, ask him. I, I really believe this. I really, 
I wish my voice wouldn't go so high and squeaky when I get intense. I really believe this, okay? Uh, one last video, one last video. The shepherd walking in Israel was in the desert at sunset. And I noticed that when the sun was up and everything was black, the shepherd was leading his sheep to back front. But as the sun went down and things got dark, the shepherd dropped back to be amongst his sheep. And that's almost exactly like what we see in Psalm 23. You know, the Lord will lead us, but when we go through a dark valley, that's when the Lord comes beside us. That's when God is with us. And that's when as we're talking about shepherds coming close in darkness, actually last year was the darkest time I've ever faced. And through physical sickness leading to mental illness and depression and just feeling so alone, I know God is my shepherd in such a different and tangible way because at my darkest time, he drew near, and I don't know what you're facing, but I know a God that wants to draw so near to you, that cares about the details of your life, no matter if it's family situation or, or physical diagnosis, that nothing's too big for him. And he's going to come close in the darkness and be with you and make a way for you, no matter what you're facing, he's going to come and be Amen. I couldn't say it any better. That's why I included the video. Another one of God's covenant name there on your notes is Jehovah Shammah, the Lord who is present or the Lord who is there. And God revealed himself as Jehovah Shammah, the Lord who is present, the Lord who is there. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. And I love what it says there at the, um, at the bottom of your notes. Jehovah Shammah, the Lord who is present there, on the bottom of your notes. When the sun is out and everything is bright, the shepherd is out leading his sheep from the front. But as things get sick, dark, or dangerous, the shepherd drops back to be closer amongst the sheep to comfort and protect them. Uh, as you turn your notes over, he will never leave or forsake me. He will never, I, I, I say to you on the authority of the word of God, he will never leave or forsake you. Never, never, never. And that verse that's on your notes, Hebrews 13, verse 5b, says these words. I know this one. He has said, I will never leave you or abandon you. The Lord has said, Hebrews 13, verse 5b, I will never leave you or abandon you. I love these words from Psalm 69, verse 33, the latter part. I love this. The Lord does not despise his captive people. Let's be honest here, because I know that I'm mostly talking to Christians this morning. But sometimes, even as Christians, we make poor choices. Let's just call it as it is. We make poor choices. Sometimes the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And we make poor choices, and we sin. Let's just call it, we sin. 
and sometimes as a result we find ourselves taken captive by sin. It happens. It ain't pretty, but it happens. That's why I love this. And, some, and then what do we do? Especially if you were either Pentecostal, Baptist, or Roman Catholic. Oh, oh, we beat ourselves up. Oh, I'm such a bad person. Oh, I'm so wicked. I've done such terrible things. And we condemn ourselves. And that's when I love these verses. The Lord does not despise his captive people. He will not reject you. He will not reject you. He will not reject you. He will not abandon you. Amen. Amen. I, I, can you tell I believe that very strongly? Oh, yes, I guess so, Pastor. Uh, let me make sure I've got everything here on my notes. Listen, oh, listen to these words from Isaiah 43. And it really goes along with this, the, the shepherd come to being in the middle of the sheep and the shepherd protecting and caring for. I did not make this up. This is from the Bible. Is that really in there? Yes, it is. Now, this is what the Lord says. The one who created you and the one who formed you. Do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You are mine. I will be with you, Jehovah Shammah, when you pass through the waters. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not overwhelm you. You will not be scorched when you walk through the fire, and the flame will not burn you. It gets even better. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, and your Savior. And look at these words. I did not make this up. This is in the Bible. You are precious in my sight and honored, and I love you. It doesn't get much better than that. The God of all creation, Jehovah-Rohi, the Lord our shepherd, Jehovah-Jireh, the Lord our provider, Jehovah is jehovah Shammah the Lord who is there, the Lord who is present, and he says he'll never leave us. When we walk through the waters, we're not going to drown. When we're walking through the fires, we're not going to get burned up. Why? Because he says, I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. You are precious in my sight and honored, and I love you. Woo! Woo! Remember this poem? I dreamed I was walking along the beach with the Lord. And across the sky flashed scenes from my life. For each scene, I noticed two sets of footprints in the sand. One belonged to me and the other to the Lord. When the last scene of my life flashed before us, I looked back at the footprints in the sand. I noticed that many times along the path of my life, there was only one set of footprints. I also noticed that it happened at the very lowest and saddest times in my life. This really bothered me. And I questioned the Lord about it. Lord, you said that once I decided to follow you, you'd walk with me, you'd walk with me all the way. But I've noticed that during the most troublesome times in my life, there is only one set of footprints. I don't understand why in times when I needed you the most, you should leave me. And the Lord replied, 
my precious, precious child, love you, and I would never, never leave you during your times of trial and suffering. When you saw only one set of footprints, it was then that I carried you. Yes, I hear a little Hebrew going on out there. Verse 30, um, you anoint my head with, oh, the Lord leads us, but when we go through a dark valley, he is especially near to us. He comforts us, amen. You anoint my head with oil. Um, when I was writing this sermon, I just, you know why there, I changed the notes as of yesterday. Because originally the sermon went this long. And then I decided, I remembered what my homiletics, the, the study of preaching, my homiletics teacher told me. Sermons do not have to be eternal to be divine. So I thought, let's, we won't cover the whole thing today, but let's end it with this one. You anoint my head with oil. The psalmist had just led the sheep through the valley of the shadow of death through some type of darkness, through some type of danger. And he says, you anoint my head with oil. Like those sheep, you, at some time in your life, maybe not this morning, but you're going to feel battered, you're going to feel bruised, you're going to feel weary, you're going to feel betrayed, you'll be injured, exhausted, it happens. You'll be conscious of your weaknesses and failures. But God has healing. He is Jehovah Rophe, the Lord, my healer. God has soothing oil. God has restoring oil. God, please hear this, please hear this, please hear this. God desires to refresh you. God desires to refresh you. He's glad to see you at the table, just as you are. A hymn that many, uh, it's sung very often in Baptist churches at the conclusion of the service. We're not going to sing it, but uh, listen to the last verse of this famous hymn. Just as I am, you will receive. You'll welcome, pardon, cleanse, Relieve. Because your promise, I believe, O Lamb of God, I come. I come. Now, I said we weren't going to sing it. Does anybody know that from the tune, Just As I Am? Okay. You know, and singing a cappella sounds nice. And it's in, oh, the words are, is the words up here? Nope, the computer went down. That's okay. That's all right. That's why we have hymnals. Oh, it's on your notes. Pastor, you're so smart. Can we stand together? Just one, one, one verse of this old hymn. I, I'm famous for saying this many years ago. If you can sing harmony, sing harmony. And it's kind of a prayer to the Lord. Uh, yeah, we, it wasn't on the schedule. Uh, it's in the hymnal, but we can sing a cappella. 
Just as I am, thou wilt receive, will welcome, pardon, cleanse, relieve, because thy promise I believe, O Lamb of God, I come. Amen. I come. We praise you this morning, God, because you are the Lord, Jehovah, Yahweh, our shepherd, Rohi. You are someone who is real and present in our lives. I praise you because you lead us in paths of righteousness and you lead us and you provide for us. You are Jehovah Jireh. I praise you, Lord. I really thank you that you search for us with intensity and you restore us and you renew us. And it's not just a one-time thing. It's ongoing and you're passionate about it. I pray this morning, Lord, for people who have to make decisions that you will lead them in paths of righteousness for your name's sake, that they will ask you what to do and you will gladly tell them and you won't be upset about it. Teach us to ask. You alone are God. You alone are God. And you're with us. The dying words of John Wesley, above all, God is with us. And we thank you for that, in Jesus' name. And God's people said, amen, amen. amen. And I think we're going to receive the offering now. Dun, dun, dun. And here comes this handsome man and his lovely wife. And uh, we'll hear some beautiful music. Thank you for your faithfulness.